Rumor has it that parental hesitancy about routine childhood vaccines has become commonplace in the United States. But research suggests that most U.S. parents continue to have positive attitudes about vaccines. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with David Higgins, a research fellow and investigator at the Adult and Child Center for Outcomes Research and Delivery Science, and a general academic pediatrician in the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Colorado School of Medicine and Children's Hospital Colorado. Dr. Higgins has co-authored a perspective article about misperceptions about parental vaccine hesitancy. Dr. Higgins, what kinds of misinformation about parental vaccine hesitancy are common, and why has it gained prominence recently? The algorithms that shape our media diets and the media we consume, in addition to the spread of misinformation and disinformation online, and prominent anti-vaccination figures all are promoting this idea that parental hesitancy about routine childhood vaccines has now become commonplace since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. The actual data, however, are really undeniable. Most parents in the United States don't hesitate to have their children receive routine childhood vaccines. What do available data show about the proportion of children who receive routine childhood vaccines, such as those for measles, mumps, and rubella? There were legitimate concerns that parental vaccine hesitancy, which we define as parents having substantial reservations about having their children vaccinated according to recommended schedules, significantly increased in the face of this widespread misinformation, disinformation, political polarization, and the COVID-19 pandemic. However, when looking at multiple data points, it becomes clear that an overwhelming majority of parents have positive views about vaccines in general. Several national polls and research studies, including our own study here in Colorado, have demonstrated continued confidence in routine childhood vaccines throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. Additionally, recent data from the CDC shows that 93% of parents of kindergarten students opted to vaccinate their kindergartners with all state-required vaccines. Furthermore, vaccination coverage for children at two years old remained high and stable during the pandemic. And only 1% of children born in 2019 or 2020 hadn't received any vaccines by their second birthday. Unfortunately, the kindergarten vaccination rate is lower still than pre-pandemic levels, and it's below some of our target goals. And this presents a real challenge that we need to address. However, it would be inaccurate to assume that the decrease in kindergarten vaccination rates since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic are exclusively a result of parents who had the opportunity to vaccinate their child and have their questions about vaccines addressed, but then refused to vaccinate their child. You say in your perspective article that misperceptions about the prevalence of parental vaccine hesitancy can be harmful. So how can these misperceptions affect clinicians and parents? Because perceived social norms powerfully influence health-related intentions and behavior, Misperceptions about the prevalence of parental vaccine hesitancy can lead to adverse changes in vaccination-related behaviors, as you said, among clinicians, policymakers, and parents. Specifically for clinicians, we know that a strong recommendation for vaccines, when framed in a way that presumes parents want to vaccinate their children, increases vaccine acceptance. If clinicians walk into an exam room expecting significant vaccine resistance, because they misperceive that to be the norm, their recommendation, if they even give one, may be less effective. For parents, normalizing vaccine hesitancy has the potential to be a dangerous self-fulfilling prophecy. A parent may incorrectly think 
it seems as if everyone else is refusing vaccines, so maybe I should be concerned about them too. Moving for a moment to other types of vaccine, what have been the challenges involved in increasing rates of vaccination for influenza and COVID-19 in children? Vaccine hesitancy is still a critical threat to the health of our communities, and it has been for over 200 years. And even small increases in parental vaccine hesitancy, if they result in under-vaccination, lead to outbreaks of vaccine-preventable diseases, such as multiple measles outbreaks our country is currently experiencing. And there are real challenges with increasing pediatric influenza and COVID-19 vaccinations. However, efforts to address parental vaccine hesitancy for these vaccinations will not be successful if the misguided idea that parental vaccine hesitancy is simply the norm is promoted and accepted. We need to double down on efforts to address attitudinal barriers to vaccination and improve vaccine access. Even the best vaccine is 0% effective if it only sits in a vial. And because of the complexity of these issues, especially with vaccines such as influenza and COVID-19, we need more partnerships between academic experts in various disciplines, community leaders, policymakers, public health professionals, parents, and the general public. Finally, and following on what you just said, what steps can clinicians and policymakers take to address misinformation about parental vaccine hesitancy and to increase confidence and trust in vaccines? What strategies have been shown to be effective? Unfortunately for parents and their children, accessing vaccines and accessing reliable information from trusted messengers about the value of vaccines is often far too difficult. In order to address parental vaccine hesitancy and attitudinal barriers, it's critical that we improve effective communication from trusted healthcare professionals. It's critical that we improve trust in both healthcare and public health, especially within communities who have experienced extensive histories of medical mistreatment. In addition to that, we need to continue to address access barriers to vaccines. Equitable access to all childhood vaccines is critical. And, and efforts to do this include reducing or eliminating out-of-pocket costs and bringing vaccines to children in the form of vaccine programs in schools, childcare settings, or homes. Thank you, Dr. Higgins.